my dreams where I be at. Uh, fuck the fame, fuck the green. My next guests are a hip hop group from Seattle. The group is made up of four members, which include Destin Mai, B Rai, Athel Omega the Oracle, and TXR. They recently released their debut EP in June called The Cost of Freedom. All the proceeds go to George Floyd's family. It's my pleasure to introduce Ambient Village. Okay, everything I say, yo, I back it up. Uh, the truth resonated my vernacular. People uh, DNA is all natural. Uh, the cities in my blood, they on a Dracula. Yeah, I'm ready with the fade light blade. No shade should prevail when it's on my way. Light waves circulate through my body all day. My aura projects like sun rays. Motherfucker, we shining. Uh, damn niggas dope, but you find them. Uh, damn niggas smoke on the finest. Uh, damn niggas been with the dropping gems. I don't wake and sleep niggas up to remind them. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. What's Park Light? What it do? What's Today, up? <laughs> I'm with three very special guests. The fourth member couldn't make it, but we Shout got Othel the Omega. Omega. Othel Omega the Oracle. You'll get it. We got Destin. <laughs> Destin Mai. And? TXR. And you guys are? Ambient Village. AV. Hell yeah. So how long have you guys been around? Like, I figured out just like how there's an algorithm for Spotify, Apple Music. For me, at least, I found out there's like a there's like a Seattle artist ag- algorithm for me. You know? <laughs> really? Like, What's I, that about? You guys, okay. you guys just show up. Like, people will just show up in my feed somehow mm-hmm. or just like in conversation it's yeah. just like it's like a real life feed and you yeah, guys yeah, somehow yeah. came on my radar that's yeah. good to know man that was by design <laughs> we be working hard with them hashtags trying to yeah. get in you know uh cracking them codes <laughs> yeah i think how we got started is like a multi-faceted answer because we all it's kind of like the mcu like we all have our individual stories that came together you <laughs> mm-hmm. know and so i mean you guys you know you guys want to start um, yeah, basically, uh, I've known Tony for like a de- over a decade. Yeah, Tony TXR, TXR, okay. TXR, for over a decade, and he taught me how to make beats. I was already in music since a young age, and uh, that's his little brother. Oh, right okay. there. And wow. And um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's, uh, I've been rapping since like the like sixth grade, or actually the fourth grade. That was like I made my first rap, but like in music class, they had like this thing like i have a car it's made in 10 nobody knows what shape it's in and i used to go to the playground <laughs> and i'd be like what what the shape it's in and everybody was like you know all the little kids were like oh and like oh, that was like the spark you know and then like um i didn't even know that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that. yeah so that was like my first like it wasn't something i wrote but it was my first time taking like the music class shit and turning it into a rap and i got a reaction and you know <laughs> and then like also, my mom, she used to, like, they used to have these spelling. You, I don't know if, like, back in elementary school, if you used to have, like, where they give you 20 words to yeah. know how to spell. Yeah, yeah. Every time I pass a test, my mom would put the uh, the test with all the words I memorized on the wall. Like, and so from there, I've been good with words just because it was, like, <laughs> positive affirmation. Like, oh, I got it right, you know? And um, I had to read know. the dictionary, so I definitely know. Oh, shit. See, yeah, I didn't even. They made, my parents made me read the dictionary and then write my own definition for the already mm. word that had the fucking definition. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Your they, parents were, was They man. were trying That's to put you, get you out the room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. But yeah, it was, it was, it was started from that. And then sixth grade is where I wrote my first rap. But back then, I wasn't, you know, I was just trying to copy like what was on the radio. So like, okay. like my first bars, I shot like, 20 niggas and like you know like <laughs> showed like hella pounds of drugs in sixth grade you know it was all it was all cap but i was just mimicking what was like what was heard on the radio and then like you know um you know high school started making like you know that's when i started i recorded my first shit you know like mm-hmm. i first heard my voice on the um on the uh like on a we were recording on audacity okay. you know <laughs> super bootleg it was like, and um and we used to get beats from SoundClick, you know okay you know i don't know if you remember SoundClick, but like all the beats sound the same and they sound like you know like everybody's it's it has a dj's like you know because we didn't pay for them so to have like in the middle of the verse it'd be like dj blacksmith like and like you know and it was hella bootleg so 17 is when I started making my own beats because it's like I didn't, I, you know, I uh, like if I in my head, like it's either uh, 
I want someone who sounds like Kanye West, Pharrell, or Timbaland, and nobody I knew could mm-hmm. make beats like that. And so um, I was like, fuck, I'll figure it out then. You know, I know exactly what I want, but I just got to figure out how to make it. And so I started messing with Ableton okay. at say, uh, 17. And, you know, didn't sound like that off point off top. It took like three years of shitty ass ringtone sounding beats to get my sound, you know? Yeah. And then, um, you know, uh, 17. Yeah, I started really recording. Like, I have an album called First Impression uh, on Spotify. And that's where I started really, like, rapping about myself you know like or just you know sharing my story like it wasn't about what i was hearing on the radio you know (laughs) and like um you know my flow started getting a little better at 17 that's where everything clicked for me like Mm -hmm. i I used to like when i was younger i used to always try to memorize rappers verses okay and like every time i would memorize it uh it just felt good like my heart would be pumping after i got a whole verse of someone else's like i can do it in the song and like you know i feel like that's where my flow kind of like um kind of came out of it was just mimicking the rappers that I liked and then I just made my own out of it. Wow. And it's that's like Andre 3000, Tupac, Jay-Z, um Common, you oh, know. Yeah. Uh, Rock him, Big Daddy Kane. Rock him, yeah, Big Daddy Kane. Um and so that's where like my flow kind of came from, just mimicking, trying to memorize their verses while I'm listening to it mm-hmm. and just getting that adrenaline rush every time I got it right, you know. And then, um, you know, fast forward, 17, I'm making beats. Didn't take until I was 21 to really, like, have a beat that I would want to rap on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, uh, around that time is where I, you know, I met Gabe around, like, I was, like, 18, and we started performing around Seattle. Like, yeah. Like, we were all, you know, everywhere under many aliases. <laughs> yeah, you know. But we were always spitting, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always spitting. So how old is everyone? Like, how old are you? I'm 29, just turned 29, like, couple of weeks ago okay and yeah. how old are you dustin i'm 23 23 i'm 29 <laughs> oh shit yeah we got oh yeah was, greg talked about that last time you know we know a lot of the seattle i feel like habitat in terms of like you know 24 and up and everything mm-hmm. we pretty much know pretty much seen everybody perform with most people mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> shout out ass too she's not from here but she's dope i just want to say that and, <laughs> and what part of seattle are you guys where are you from Oh man, from all all over the place. I was born in Belltown, but okay. my family moved around. Like at the age of twenty one, I've lived in I've lived in like twenty four places, you know. Oh, gosh. And so it's like <laughs> coast to coast. <laughs> yeah, I've um, okay, like pretty much to summarize it up, um, like um, my elementary was like a mixture of Atlanta, Linwood, and Seattle, like downtown <laughs> Seattle. And then middle school is a mixture of Kirkland and um, Renton. Okay. And then, um, uh, oh, I actually went to middle school with um, with uh, with Greg as well too. I, oh I, uh, Yeah. Do you was, know Bryce then also? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah know I know Bryce. Bryce. Honor Roll. That's, that's the whole crew, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, yeah, I went to um, yeah, I went to school in the same area. Like I used to see That's Greg hilarious. on the bus all the time, and we'd be on like you know him, Kane, Kano, yeah. uh, BBJ. Oh, we used to like we. That's how like you know we uh before we were old enough to go to like twenty one and like go to shows. Yeah. I'd see those fools all the time on the bus, and we would just be like you know meet like smoking at the like bus stop or just you know just it'd be dope like you know you're on our way going somewhere, and it'd be like. The two thirty or the two thirty four, the two fifty five. Oh, all those buses. Like I, I always see those fools on, you know. And we used to always link around like downtown Kirkland. And Destin, yeah. did you meet all those guys through him, or like have you just made your own connection? Yeah. How, so where, like, where were you in all this? They used to they come were, over all the time. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a little older, so like I was always the little homie, like making my own music. Yeah. Uh, but I'd always see what they were doing, so I was like, damn, like okay, if they're they're doing that, like then I'm trying to make my own, like version of that Mm. because obviously i didn't know what they knew because they had been doing shows and like um collaborating with each other so it was just dope like watching everything and then just being ready when the time came wow yeah and how could you tell there was a difference between them being like artists who want to be part of the scene and soundcloud artists because you know like i feel like everyone has a brother or cousin who's like a fucking soundcloud artist yeah yeah um i i think so i think it just kind of depends on like i think a lot of people just don't know uh where where to make it so Mm -hmm. like they just no sound class they're like okay that's what i gotta do like um i don't know 
And I feel like also, too, the thing that's dope about, like, our dynamic is Destin's, like, from the generation behind us, you know? Right. So it's, like, our, me and Gabe's era, we, like, you know, that's, like, the mixtape blog area. Like, that's when the J. Coles came out, the currencies. Like, you know, that's where you would get the mixtapes from the online. That piff. Yeah, that <laughs> shit, you know? That like, piff exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Destin, he, his generation's, I feel like his is kind of the SoundCloud era. Like, you know, so his, he, but that comes, like, with a whole other dope sound that comes mm-hmm. with it, too, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, like, that's kind of, like, where I see, like, the dip that, like, um, like I feel like a lot of the people in your generation, like they uh, they have that sound, like that X X Tentacion, like little Uzi Vert, like you know, and um, you know we still got that too. Like we get that from Destin, so yeah. it's like we've kind of learned. Like I feel like he's picked up things from us, and, and like yeah, that's what I was just about fresh. to say. Like I feel like that's dope because then it's like my generation is missing that element mm-hmm. from the previous mm-hmm. like bars and you know like traditional. Uh, like hip hop, like values, and yeah, like values. What, what, yeah. You know, we get that it's progressing. It's gonna sound mm-hmm. different, but there is something it came from. It's gonna yeah. have a bridge. Yeah, yeah, a bridge. You know. So Othel, what's your? Is it Othel? Othel. 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 That's or my grandpa. That's my grandpa's name. Yeah, Othel Omega, the Oracle. There's three O's. There's triple O. <laughs> Othel Omega, the Enigma, whatever. But yeah. And what? Me. And what's your background? My background is uh, I basically. I like your beard, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I had to pick it out before I got here. <laughs> Looking grizzly. But yeah, you know, my background's from the four two five two oh six. I have family members from Central District. Spent a lot of my summers in, you know, going up to Parnells and getting a freeze pop or whatever. And then, you know, uh from then I met you know, I started working at a young age. I was like fourteen years old. So basically I was you know, going to school, doing that. Uh never graduated, ended up giving a GED, GED and going to Shoreline Community College where I got my audio engineering stuff done over there. And uh yeah, pretty much that. I grew up uh, writing poetry. Wait, so you can, you're an engineer then? Yeah, I hear all the game stage and all the stuff <laughs> yeah, you guys are talking we about. All, yeah. We all do it. That's the beauty of it. Like, you know, all the experience we have, we um, we basically, you know, when I look at Ambient Village, I look at like 30 years plus of music experience because, wow. you know, there's him with his first album out, already out. There's, uh, you know, us all coming together with our music. This guy over here producing rock music. You know, all different kinds of music. We have all different genres, and we all come together and we kind of sharpen. Wait, you're producing rock music too. Yeah, you got out. Yeah, I got rock music out too. You yeah. check me out on Spotify. Every, everything, everything we make is like produced and mixed and mastered by like all four of us downstairs. And like B Ride, the one who's not here, all the like guitar solos and like uh, not stuff all of them. Yeah, some. Oh yeah, some of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they. They're like and I, I usually do like the drums and like mm-hmm. the percussions. That's where I like I like perfect and like he's dope with like chord progressions and like eight oh eights. I mean we do a little bit of all, yeah. but we always okay. bounce like every time I have a beat, I'm like I always lay like the we call it a skeleton, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll lay down like the drums and like maybe a chopped up sample that I'm digging. And I'll be like, yo, Dessa, can you do the eight oh eights, you know? Like, cause you know, he's his generation's the kings of the eight oh eights, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. I got a, while I was going to Shoreline, and since I was young, like fifth grade, I've been reading and playing music, whether it be in a band, like uh, orchestra or anything like that. And uh, so I got my musicianships in, in uh, you know, all throughout my life in music. And so I do, I tend to be a melodies guy or a songwriting guy. Mm or something in it but we all produce like you know there's some songs where it's literally mostly one of us doing it mm-hmm. but um most of the music we all touch it in some kind of way that's mm-hmm. awesome but uh yeah so that's my origins basically i met this guy and it's been we've been rocking ever since <laughs> and just because this is his little brother we've grown to all love each other and we all call each other uh we're all brothers and we're a village really hell yeah, yeah. all the it cultures takes a village all the cultures blend <laughs> together there and become what you hear in and, the digital. And Destin, you just released your first single? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, so uh, what took so long? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Um, oh, there we go. Okay. What <laughs> took so long? Um, hmm. I think I I have uh, an idea what took us so long. Like, I think COVID allowed us to, like, sit our asses down and put some music out. Like, Because mm-hmm. before the, COVID, we were just doing shows everywhere. And, like, we our songs were, like, almost done. But, like, we were just, like, bouncing back and forth and doing shows, you know? And, like, if you notice, like, all of our releases started, like, January 1st, 2021, Mm -hmm. and it's been going since then. And, like, I feel like that was my take on, like, you know, why I feel like 
it took us so long, you know, mm-hmm. perfect and everything. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was the last one to release, right? I uh, think so. Um, maybe. I think you did Blessed last. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, you dropped an album first. Oh, yeah. He dropped singles, yeah. and then I was the last person out of all of us yeah. to drop yeah. a yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that just kind of came with, like he was saying, like, we kind of based our rollout almost kind of like the MC universe. Okay. So, like... Every member in Ambient Village has their own relationship with music and how they got into it and what they were doing. Um, and it wasn't, I feel like, until, like, what, 2017 till where we all kind of consolidated. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think with that, as we were kind of, like, making songs together, it was like, okay, we, we got, you know, hypothetically, like, oh, okay, Tony's got, like, five songs. He's got, like, five songs. I got, like, five songs. Like, what can we do with this? And I feel like as time progressed, it was like, we kind of came up like, okay, we'll have like almost seasons, like mm. Tony season, Othell season, Destin season. I feel like that was kind of a part of the rollout is making sure when Tony drops his single, I'm not dropping my single at the same time. And one mm-hmm. of us is, you know, distracting from the other. So, And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of dropping um, of music. You know, we don't have to get into the whole conversation, but I do think that that is something that makes Ambient Village uh, different in the sense of, we all handle our marketing. We all handle our songwriting con- and conception of it. Together or separate? Together. Oh, we, yeah, all we together. We literally yeah, do yeah. it all together. If we I live need, in the same place, so it's we, like yeah. the studios We downstairs. live in the same house, shit in the same toilet. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we, we, we are, uh, you know, we are, we, that's how we, are basically, we do all that stuff. So, like, even in COVID, you know, the COVID whole thing, that was artist development happening without yeah. a label doing it for you, without anybody else pressuring you. We took all the all the struggle and, and growth within COVID, and that's really what you hear in our music coming out, you mm-hmm. know? And all of it's positive. You could fact check rap geniuses. It's all positive. <laughs> you could hear you could hear you could hear it all happening in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so yeah. all the quarantine all creation. The stuff. And that's that's really what take you know, the fact that when you drop a song, you gotta have promo coming up to it, blah blah blah. Why well, have why have multiple songs come out right at one time when you can have one song come out with a whole bunch of promotion behind it, a whole bunch of sharing and all this going on, and then wait a week, drop the next one, or wait a mm-hmm. month, drop the next one. Maybe you drop it three PCP. Mm-hmm. Maybe something, current events are happening where you want to drop a project that's related to that. Mm-hmm. Just off of expression, not just off of making a profit of the scenarios going on, but just mm-hmm. off of expressing, because mm-hmm. that's what makes Amy that's what we different. Do, yeah. We're not clones. We're not... We're not, all of this stuff is a reflection of us. It's not like trying to imitate something already on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know? Didn't you get like a billboard for your song? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, that was fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> that was hella funny too, because. That was your birthday. Didn't you release it on your birthday or something? I yeah. released it on my birthday. Yeah, it was on his birthday. <laughs> that was the plan, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. on my birthday, I think <clears throat> my girlfriend Ellie, who's in the band Them, uh, she drove. She drove us to, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> she drove us to Tacoma for breakfast. And um, we're, like, driving there, and I was like, damn, Tacoma's pretty far. Like, but I'm down. If it, if it's a place that you want to go, like, I'm down. Uh, so we're driving there, and then she kind of stops at this stoplight and is like, yo, I just realized I went the wrong way the whole time. And I was like, okay, it's okay, let's go. And then she's like, <laughs> oh, wait, look up there. And then... We weren't even going to breakfast at all, but there's my big ass head on a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was like the best birthday gift I could have ever got. That shit uh, awesome. blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. I love to. How'd you guys meet? I'd love to hear that. Um, so we met. It's kind of funny. We met. I work at Trader Joe's, okay. and I was just doing my own thing. Um, at work, and. We saw each other at Trader Joe's, but we didn't like, I don't think we talked or anything. We just <laughs> saw each other in passing. Was she like a customer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, unbeknownst to me, she like saw my name tag and I guess I'm like the only Destin in the area. So she like looked me up on Instagram. We followed each other and uh, I was like, oh, damn, she does music. Like, that's dope. So I, I just, I didn't put one uh, two and two together, but uh, I just thought I followed her and was like watching her music but the whole time she was like stalking me on the on the instagram <laughs> <It's> but out <laughs> yeah so we kind of met digitally and physically briefly and then and then we were both on tinder and then we uh matched and i was like oh shit i know this person 
Uh, so yeah, from there we just. It's like three's a lucky charm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Behind yeah. the scenes, she hunting them down. She yeah, she was. Yeah, was like love it. Third, had side. no chance. <laughs> That's awesome. And do you guys connect on like releases on songs also? Because they just released their first song. Oh, well. yeah. So I actually produced their first song. Oh. Um, and like recorded and everything. And Ellie and I are like the dynamic duo. Like she does all the, or no, not all. I'd say like a good percentage of the marketing for them. And uh, we kind of coincide with each other of how uh, the strategies are going to be executed for both groups, actually, wow. which is dope. Are yeah. you guys both moving to L.A. together? Or what's yeah. going on with yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, tell me about that. So um, originally, actually, before the pandemic, Ambient Village had this um, kind of rollout strategy to do all these shows before we drop music, kind of gather all this attention and uh, get people's people looking at our name because we didn't exist before then uh so then we kind of have a buzz going doing shows at like chop suey folk life mm -hmm. kxp stage um and doing a lot of dope like we were maxing out our potential for not having songs out and after we did that we kind of gathered gathered all this attention to drop our songs and then do more shows and then COVID hit right mm. at yeah, the peak right. of us like executing that um so we we're supposed to gather all this attention, drop songs, and then all of us moved to LA to expand on that. And COVID hit, so it just disrupted the time, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the time. The time Timeline. The, yeah, yeah, the time frame. Like, yeah, timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now me and Ellie are just gonna go there first and kind of plant the seeds for us to all move over there together. So she's leaving her band <laughs> you're leaving your group kind of yeah that's wildness yeah. Yeah. it's I mean, we'll, we'll be able to bounce back and forth like we're like you know um he's kind of going out there to like plant the fillers out there but like if there is a show like we got it worked out where we know okay. we're gonna make it down there or make it up here like mm -hmm. it's like kind of a test to the like you know it's a test to the village to see how like how we can do it because like shows are opening up here so it's me and Gabe are gonna hold it down over here just to like you know. And does uh, what's the, what's the you said B Rye that's the fine, the other guy does yeah. he, does he Brian, make music yeah. at all or does he more like your engineer? Type? Uh no he he makes I mean he's like the he like he's a multi instrumentalist so he doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily he doesn't rap or he doesn't yeah. like okay. yeah yeah he like he's, he's not a vocalist right? but he's like he's fucking filthy at yeah, fucking like he's... everything bro like he's like crazy like he's uh he's good with the keys. He's good with the guitar. Like, you know, I Drums. met him. Uh, I used to work at Nordstrom's. That was like one of my first jobs. I was a dishwasher. Okay. And uh, he was uh, uh, the busser. And so uh, he would just like, like every t once in a while, we used to hate our job. So he would come back with the, like, um, the silverware and start beating on the table wow. and I'd freestyle, you know? And like, uh, that's how I met B Ride. And Hustle then. Uh, and flow. Yeah. <laughs> and and flow. literally, like, my Dude. first album, like, um, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, every single song B Ride did something on. Like, oh, so okay. that's like the core. Like, you might hear some chords or some guitar solos. Like, he has a touch on every single song mm -hmm. that we've done, you know? Wow. And um, he's like the unspoken hero of Ambient yeah. Village because we're like the rappers and the singers mm -hmm. and the ones performing. He's a little, sh you know, he's. He's 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 a little shy. Like he doesn't he doesn't do it for like the spotlight. He just likes to yeah. he just likes the to love vibe. Him, you yeah, know? yeah. I wouldn't even call it like shy. He's just a person who doesn't exist in the spotlight per se. Yeah, well, yeah. Like you, you said, know? he's like a you know he's an unspoken hero right there. Yeah, just, yeah he 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 does he, it for different. He man. literally is he literally can touch any of us when it comes to playing an instrument. He, mm -hmm. he actually Brian taught me how to play music. Actually, same here. He's how, taught uh, me music. Same. Here. I, I could not play by ear before, and you know, when I was 22 years old, and this guy just showed me. You know, he showed me the he cracked the code. Yeah. Somehow he cracked the code, and now I can pick up a bass, a piano, um, a guitar. Guitar. I could pick up any of those instruments and play along to whatever song, as long as it's not like. An some, Indian Bollywood song, or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, like some the yeah. I don't so yeah, this about. is for Brian. He is here in spirit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's like the Mike Dean. Like you know how Kanye yeah, West has Mike, Mike Dean. Dean. That B Rye is like the Mike Dean of the okay. crew. You know, like he's like you know he's he's pretty dope. Hell he's yeah. filthy. <laughs> so are you 
going to be there for music or do you have like a job lined up? Like, how are you going to survive in LA? I was there for a week and spent a thousand bucks. I'm like, what? <laughs> and on basic shit. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to transfer Trader Joe's. Okay. Uh, so everything's like set in stone. We'll be like basically doing everything we were doing here, but over there. And um, uh, yeah, it'll be dope because I feel like this, the scene here. I feel like we've seen a lot of people grow out of this scene because it's not necessarily like there's, there wasn't a huge rap scene before we got here. So it, it's the foundation isn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's built to uh, support that fully. What about Sir Mix a lot? Well, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's, like a, there's a glass ceiling though. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> he laughs saying that. I think, I think the thing with Sir, Sir Mix a lot's dope. Like, I feel like there's like people who make it but like like take advantage like i mean take example of like okay there's new york new york got jay-z atlanta got like everybody uh and la got like the whole death row umbrella and under those umbrellas like i feel like jay-z blew up and there was a whole ecosystem of people who blew up under jay-z and i feel like there's not really an ecosystem under sir mix a lot or 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 even Macklemore kind of yeah maybe, like, maybe a little like of Macklemore. A white yeah rapper. maybe yeah, yeah like I feel like Macklemore like he he blew up but like I feel like his there was no ecosystem that like there was yeah. no culture around like you know Jay-Z like I feel like I feel like there was but it didn't cater to us like, yeah yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. it was like some... pop uh rap meets pop but like yeah, you know. yeah. It's like there's like different like sh- like you know it doesn't resonate with like you know um, like and I'm not you know shitting on like Macklemore what he does. I is think dope. Greg did a good job of that. Oh yeah, I seen that. Oh he did. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, he Greg was spitting all facts. I got yeah. nothing to say against that. He was mm-hmm. he was saying the truth. Uh, I you know yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't necessarily think there's anything bad with that. It's like Nirvana, mm-hmm. like yeah. they set a foundation mm-hmm. for a certain amount of people. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and that okay, does, well, off of what he said, the Nirvana, like they left an umbrella. Like if you think about it, everyone who's running the venues are like leftover people from the grunge era, of the '90s. Uh, That's why mm-hmm. there's no space in the like market space of uh, money making and hip hop. Uh, there's no, we don't have no ownership in these venues yeah. or like. You know, there's no uh, there's, spot there, like you know. There's gatekeepers there. There's basically or, gate, gatekeepers. There. Or the people who exist in the gatekeeper space, yeah, like don't aren't from our culture. Yeah, you know? basically, and yeah. they, you know. Or it's wild that like out of town rappers can sell out shows or get shows yeah. easier. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. You know, and, and those out of town rappers got to go through the grunge rap people like to get into the venues. You know, yeah. it'd be dope if like you know two chains or you know benny the butcher can come through Kevin Gates. and yeah. conway's coming in town did you see that oh oh i didn't see that i saw benny's coming through and i'm trying to uh, we're trying to like uh, trying to touch that show I yeah think. we're trying to actually <laughs> oh, get, bro, i, I, I already got my feelers in it i got one of his artists coming has he has a record label and one of his openers i'm gonna have on the show so nice oh, that's yeah. what's up man I'm excited. uh yeah i hit up his um yeah, we're still working on it. Hopefully, it goes through. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say it's not going to happen. But I'm not going to say it is happening. But mm-hmm. um, that, like, that's like you know, we're in a space where we're trying to upgrade our shows, and I feel like the you know, since there is no person who we can like hit up, like, like, uh, like I can't hit up Showbox to get on. So you got to hit up the the outside people's peoples. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I hit up like Benny the Butcher's booking tour manager, and like, you know. Um, uh, you know that's a, like that's the way to get Damn, on. Damn, that's wild. You have to hit up some yeah. Art, yeah, that's out of town artist. That's the only way to get on, up. man. <laughs> and it's like, and that shit, I feel like doesn't exist in like you know, like um, like L.A. or New York. Because you just hit up YG or someone and be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's like, or like maybe the person who's throwing the show probably is cool with YG, or they just they're just from the culture. Like it's like, yeah. oh, I got this venue to put hip hop artists on. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that don't really exist in um. At least I haven't seen yeah. it yet. In it doesn't Seattle. really, yeah, it does not ex- really exist in Seattle. Yeah, and just the fact that they not yet. Yeah, not yet, and it's like it would, and if it did, hip hop in Seattle would be way more popular. We know hip hop is not the main thing here. You know, mm-hmm. even since Macklemore was doing it, but like you said, culturally Macklemore is different than us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not even to say that there's not 
dope rappers yeah, yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Definitely wait, wait, dope wait. rappers. You don't in think Macklemore wears dashikis? <laughs> I mean, he probably does, but Hopefully you know, not. I he, bet you he thought about it. That's before a cancel picture that people are waiting for. <laughs> I, he, I mean, hey, if he, he does, does, he you know, they probably got dashikis at the thrift shop, so you know, you can probably pick up one of those. I bet you when I put my dashiki on, I thought a lot less about it. Yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> like, but you know, I feel like uh, as far as the, I mean, whatever he wears is whatever. Yeah. But as far as sonically, the music doesn't, um, you know, it works for people, and I I fuck with it because it's positive and like, and it's from Seattle. So yeah. That's why I stand behind like you know Macklemore. Like I don't personally listen to it, but like whenever I see him <laughs> winning, like it's like okay to see you know Seattle's doing her thing, you know. Um, but like you know, I I just feel like there's no umbrella. Like you know, we don't have. We don't have OGs who got like, you know, the, the generation before us didn't have money to put us on. And mm-hmm. the generation before that didn't have money to put them on. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, like, um, like, you know, I mean, hopefully that starts with us. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, like, I'm not saying we're like, it's Seattle sucks and it'll never exist. It's just, it needs work. And like, you mm-hmm. know, we got concepts of how, yeah, to, we got concepts. Uh, how to bring it back, you know? Do you think all you guys make different genre of music? I know Destin makes like pop rap, like he was kind of talking about. Well, I'd say each of us individually makes a bunch of different genres. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like what's out right now is just a test of time. Yeah. Like once yeah. there's more time, at, like we'll have individually all of us more genres i feel mm-hmm. like. yeah like we're like six months like creatively we're six months ahead of what's already out and it's frustrating because we gotta like what we're performing is new shit on online but it's like old shit creatively because uh, yeah. we got like you know like my album's almost done but that's probably not gonna come out until like winter or um spring but creatively that's where my mind's at and i'm like that's where my excitement at like every mm-hmm. time i'm like making some shit like so my mind's on like you know seeing sounds hearing color that's like my album Mm -hmm. but like you know i mean i'm still excited about the shit we have out now but it's like you know the you're sitting on things yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, you know and it's like uh and the only reason we're sitting on them is because like we can't put it all out at once so Mm -hmm. each one gets has to get their time to shine that time that the little space between the releases you know we can create a bunch within that you know so it's like we're almost buying our time. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's good we're ahead mm-hmm. of time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we've been, like, it's like, it's like a time limit. Like, okay, we're six months ahead. Like, you know, uh, let's keep that, that cushion. That way we're not mm-hmm. like stressing about getting a song out, you yeah. know? Because it's almost then, like a conveyor belt. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause then belt. at that point, you know, like I feel like the drawback of a label who doesn't necessarily have full empathy for what it means to be a creative artist, um, we're not pressured. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that we're sitting on, it's it's done. You know, it's it's done in the sense that like there was no pressure when we created it. So it's it's expression without the pressure of mm-hmm. deadlines and stuff like that. And, and what's dope is like a label would expect you to create that cushion. Yeah, but we created that just off of knowing the culture and knowing yeah. what we have to get done. And really valuing a label. that peace of mind, mm-hmm. the peace of mind to create because we're all we're like you know I feel like hip hop is one thing. You, especially as a, a black person, as a child, you could be an expressive person in music, do that or play basketball type stuff. And I feel like a lot of people just like pick up a new hobby and they want to do it. Even here, it reflects in the younger culture of hip hop here is a lot of it. You know, you an artist could just be someone who's writing down music and spitting into a microphone. But our artistry is different. Our artistry is like literally producing the creative part of it, the writing mm-hmm. part of it the whole story and subject matter and concepts displayed is all that. And uh, some artists will have to go to some place to have it done. Right. Some place mm-hmm. to have help. They might not even wrote it. They may not even wrote it, it or produce yeah. it. They may not even know music theory. It's obvious. You, obviously you don't have to, but I'm just saying that the creative process that's what makes stuff us different. That's what makes us different. Yeah. It definitely helps to know music theory. You know? So. Um, but yeah, I mean also to answer your question earlier, like Oops. we do each have like our, our own like styles that we bring to the table, you know, like, like, you know, B Rye, like I said, is like has like a Mike Dean Neptunes type texture to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like at least that's like he's heavily inspired by Neptunes, you know. Mike Dean's dope. Yeah, yeah Mike Dean's Mike. dope, you know. Like I, I throw the Mike Dean thing on because that's kind of something I mean he he fucks with him too, but I see that in him. So <laughs> yeah. I always say that, you know. 
And uh, he's always like, chill, chill, because I be, <laughs> I be hyping him up way too much. Like, <laughs> our bio, like, on Spotify, like, I had to edit it because, like, I, I was like, you know, I, I put way too Mike much. Dean. I, yeah, I put way like... too much sauce on B-Rod's name. He was like, hey, chill, chill, he's man. Like, yo, I'm um, <laughs> And, like, I feel like my background, like, I'm more, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel like I like to, when I hear, like, I like to emulate myself off of, like, like what Andre or Jay-Z used to be doing and like, you know, um, my production that I usually aim for. I'm very like, I, l I started chopping off samples and uh, I, that came from me like learning, how, uh, like I watched, used to watch breakdowns of like Kanye West, like mm -hmm. how he made the beat, you know? And so I feel like I'm like my, what I offer to say was like Jay-Z, Andre on Kanye samples with Timbaland drums and like, I feel like, Othell's like yeah Jay Electronica's not I mean I mean I mean you know I <laughs> feel like I definitely have like in my spit in my lyricism I'm definitely a reflection of 90s hip-hop my dad basically played all old school Tupac stuff I'm talking about like strictly for my niggas all that shit before the big stuff came out and uh, I kind of got that kind of like in my head as what I like to listen to in the cadences. Mm -hmm. Not to mention Nas and all those East Coast rappers, even West Coast rappers too. Like definitely, I can't, you know, West Coast rappers, like I got love for all of them. I'm kind of like being in Seattle is like a melting pot of all the stuff I got to listen to mm -hmm. and be shaped by. Yeah, he's but, like the poet of the crew. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, and more like, you know, I love Rakim, Jay Electronica, man. He's he's like you know definitely shaped me listening to his rhymes and stuff like that and just the concepts that it could be about more than just money women and you know stuff that i didn't see as always positive for my community which really mm -hmm. matters to me in my music but you know and also too i listened to a lot of rock growing up in the in seattle in the area i was in so you know i know a whole bunch of genres of different guitar stuff that would probably surprise you and all the rock music that i am going to release and have released uh you know I, I'm doing it for for my for my shade to express it in that way what it looks like when uh, uh, someone like me and takes that kind of stuff mm -hmm. no shame in it I love rock music and all that kind of stuff yeah. so yeah. we all touch it and Dustin is you yeah. know uh, Mr. Beats he can make like four beats in one night <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's what's dope because I feel like you you guys are the similar age but very different backgrounds and even my background is different I was gonna say because of age but I feel like that's mm -hmm. just our our backgrounds are all different. Uh, I feel like I came. Bring from, the mic a little closer. Oh, yeah, uh, I came from the generation where like we kind of watched uh, those you know Jay Z's uh, Andre three thousands like grow like mm -hmm. a full career, which bred into. <clears throat> I feel like rap kind of separated in the two thousands, and that for me at least that's when that's when I started listening and that's when it was like 50 Cent who's a rapper but like in the pop realm and then there's like 50 Cent and then Kanye who is a lyricist who meets you know like 808s and Heartbreaks like meeting the pop realm and uh yeah like Lil Wayne Carter 3 like mm -hmm. someone who's in rap meeting the pop realm and I feel like that's what I always wanted to do is like make the whole world listen to rap and and get rappers pop money Mm. that's yeah. like my whole mission yeah. he's yeah. like the yeah he's yeah he's definitely like i mean you've heard forever he's like you know the one who's like he i feel like he brings like a he keeps us fresh and new yeah. like he's like the fresh new energy you and know? they keep me lyrical yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah hey but i really yeah definitely man i feel like the whole pop thing or whatever dog like I really feel like you all. It's in all the music you haven't heard from this guy yet, dog. I know. <laughs> totally, I know. I, be, I was in Vegas a couple weeks, a couple months ago, and I definitely was singing a song in my head. Turns out it was this guy's song. <laughs> that's not even out. That's why I couldn't find it. I was like looking through all my recent songs oh, and wow. stuff. And I'm, you know, for he got the he cracked the code on that type of stuff, man. He's just. So, do you guys work with other producers or artists, or do you guys just focus on working as your? Uh, we kind of like we, it's, it's mostly just it's it's mainly just us right mm -hmm. now because you know we produce we rap we do everything except for like have the vocals of a female so maybe we <laughs> might like collab yeah. with some females shout out to uh, Laura. oh yes oh yeah shout out to Samantha Laura. um and like uh and like me myself personally um i plan on doing more collabs after i get like i like it's always been my thing to solidify myself first before i uh start branching out because like I don't know, like the way I came into music, it was like, since I did everything, 
I've never, uh, it's always, it used to be a secret. Like I didn't tell nobody I was a rapper, you know? And then right. like, and then I kind of got good quietly, you know? And then, um, um, so I never developed like that, uh, collaborative, like, you know, um, mannerism i guess you could say like but you know i wouldn't I've, even say you never developed it because we've collaborated our whole yeah. lives mm -hmm. well but i mean I, that, I feel like you guys brought that to me i was about to say like you know okay, like yeah, yeah. like starting off like i never collab with anybody because it was just like it was a me thing and that's my my first album's called first impression because i felt like the music was an escape because you know i was all emo when i was young and like nobody understood me and like i was like fuck it man i'll just get double raps and just blow up <laughs> out of nowhere and then they'll see you know and it's like that's why my album's called First Impression, and it's like the first, you know, full expression of myself uh, to, to the world. And um, <laughs> and um, so it's like, um, so I always told myself, okay, I'm, when I start collabing, I want to like get myself solidified, you know, like, uh, and not like I don't have to be like making millions until I start fucking with people. I just want to feel like, uh, like people know what they're getting into before they get go to me, you know. And it's like the way I like make music like it starts with the bars first and then I make the beat so it's like backwards most people usually uh make beats and then they write to it and then me it's like uh I usually because I'm a rapper first you know right and then um I only made beats out of necessity because I didn't know nobody you know and so um I feel like for me when we when I start collabing is when um like I just get a couple more songs out get things like you know I need to get like after we get these songs out I want to start working on the visuals and then get my island solidified and then I want to start bringing different colors from other people mm -hmm. into it you know and uh, that's me personally uh, but I mean I'm not saying I'm like like you know pushing people off I just I've always been I've had enough with just myself you know like I've always um, you know unless it's like I, I collab with female singers a lot more than rappers you know like because I just like that's something I can't do and I love how women sing you know yeah and um but like uh yeah rappers every time i need bars i'm like oh okay i got hotel <laughs> or i got or if i need beats like as far as producers i got destin you know so it's always been at home so like you know but it's like i, I do need to break out of that and like uh start collabing more you know and i feel like oh i feel like that's the difference between us too is like um for other artists and rappers it's natural for them to like need someone yeah yeah to mm -hmm. like depend on like yo i need a beat like i need uh i need a hook or something like it's it's almost natural coming up to to depend on somebody and we just didn't have that so mm -hmm. it wasn't natural to always be like feeling out for other people do you guys yeah. have pro different different like producer names versus your rap names or like no nah, it's, it's all, all like i mean our all of our shit says produced by ambient village okay. like because it's like it literally is like it's like like i don't know like uh, the song free on our last ep um the first like it's like three beats in one song and mm -hmm. the first two beats are destin uh destin made those beats and like i think maybe i might have added like some percussions on the second beat and then b-ride does all the little do we call them dootly doos uh like <laughs> little sprinkles like you know the uh like the organs on the beginning and then me and Gabe did this the third beat, mm -hmm. and so it's like it kind of comes together like that, you know. And it's like um, it's like through all the uh, uh, audio surgery we know, we can all make it seem like one thing or yeah, be yeah. cohesive, mm -hmm. you know, sound like what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. And where do you guys fit in like the music scene? Like, how would you guys? Do you think you guys are well known? Do you think you have the connections? Uh, or like I feel like we we were man we were catching a like I've always been like you know before I uh, I was actively out doing shows or actually like in the beginning of me doing shows like when it was like just like cafes and shit i always used to like be rolling i used to roll with like um honor roll a lot like you know all the early kung fu grip shows yeah i always be in the background you know like hey you know like you know um i like, I'm actually always... actually found some pictures of us uh at the kung fu grip their album their release party at the bakery the mm -hmm. dispensary oh. uh, i found some pictures of all of us all of us there i was like what oh the yeah fuck? you know so like i always been in the background of like the seattle scene like so I, people know me just by affiliation just being around and then also when we like really started catching on when we started doing our own shows like mm -hmm. um Wait, so how would you throw shows if you didn't have music out really uh well it, uh it was before ambient village it was when i dropped oh, okay. uh first impression mm -hmm. That was like 2017. So as soon as I dropped that, I mean, even a little bit before that, I was still doing shows. I think you were performing First Impression before it even came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was performing like it was. I was performing a year 
before First Impression even came out. So that was 2018 or 17. And, um, you know, I just, people, uh, I would just perform those songs and people would fuck with it. And, like, you know, I'd do a show and they'd be like, damn, that was dope. Yo, you think you can come? Like, it just, it was a domino effect of just, like, people knowing me at shows. And, um, like, I kind of just built that rapport. And then, like, you know, me and him, we used to be, like, we have songs that, like, it used to be called The Resistance, you know? Yeah, we had just song concepts written that we all had beats to and all that stuff. But we just weren't comfortable in our mixing process yet to be good enough as, you know, to put it out on something else or even, you know, but we could make our songs and perform them even as prototypes. Mm -hmm. And that was enough to capture people. Like, that was enough yeah. for people to know us. And, like, mm -hmm. we start, I guess, I actually really to, like, where we started off was with OST. Um, mm -hmm. That's Mujali. And that was, like, 2011, 2013 now, I'm yeah. thinking about it. Damn. And the only reason, so that, that's what sparked the, like, bug of us performing without having songs out because we had a homie who was throwing events who was working closely with us like he still does yeah and um like so we through that people started noticing us like we didn't have music out but if you're there you were like damn this is like people be touched like even back then when yeah. I, I swear like <laughs> our songs weren't even like compared to what now like we thought we were the shit back then but like, you know, if we listen to it now, it's kind of cringy. But like, even back then we were touching people. Like, you know, one of our first shows, we had this lady crying. Yeah. It wasn't even our deepest it, song, it bro. Even, it was crazy. And you know, I feel like it's just to the, 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 the places we did perform, it was a lot of our own people in the crowd. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just seeing, you know, local, seeing your people in the, in the stage performing and it's positive stuff. We've always been reaffirmed, you know, by by our um, community yeah. uh, mm -hmm. of our music being good. So we didn't know any necessarily anything different in mm -hmm. our music, you know, that we were good enough for people to clap and want to want to get our music out, wanted to know if our music was out. That's yeah. always been a thing. Yeah. You know? And I? to kind of add on that community thing, I feel like, uh, yeah, like before we had any music, it was like we we knew Greg Cipher, we knew mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Hentai, and like all these people that. They knew our music and the behind the scenes. They knew how good we were at, at mm -hmm. rapping. So it was almost like all the scenes that I don't know. Like yeah, it's like it's it's like because like some of our first shows, those first shows, like you know, our one of our first shows was like it was a lot of people. Other people's like was getting out. Yeah, like one we, of our first shows with Dexamora. Didn't we perform? Oh Macklemore. yeah, we we opened up for Macklemore. We didn't even know. See, uh, like it, it was. Wouldn't like, even believe. Now she's gonna go fact check. I wish she would. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, we we've opened up. It was like 2013, but it was just like you know just being out because we even though we didn't have music out, we were in the scene. Like okay. we were in all the freestyle mm -hmm. ciphers. Like all you know we were like really out there. And then but 2008 like 17 is where i started my album was in the finalized mode and that's when that's where it was like levels to it there's just us from 2011 to like 2017 and was destiny a part of this whole time yeah he was, yeah. And he was at the house like feel, just learning beats i feel like even 2011 to 2017 if we weren't if we weren't doing shows we were at bryce bowden's show we yeah. were at greg's show like so yeah. showing yeah, yeah. support so, yeah, yeah. actually wow. fish Mr. Hentai. Yeah, shows. I'm always in the you background. Know? Like I'm in the background of like a couple of music videos. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. yeah. <laughs> so I've always been a fly on the wall. Like we've always been a fly on the wall. And then seven, 2017 was like when I first started getting in the door. And then like 2018 is where I feel like Ambient Village. We we that's where we first time we lived together. You know, yeah. he was he was moving out our family's house. And like moved in with me and uh, me and Othell. That was the struggle house. Yeah, that was the struggle, struggle house. house. But mm. that was that was man. That was like whew, that Smoke. struggle <laughs> is what you know brought us yeah. close together. You know, and um, I think yeah, that's where all of our we all had our separate music journeys. I think that's where we finally met in like yeah. Ambient Village. Even though we had been brothers for ever, that was when it was like, yo, we should, yeah, we should do this together. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Now, like also like. Like, cause I was doing the first impression shows a lot, so I was starting to build my name a little bit. But it, it, we went from I just started turning like you know once we got together, I just started turning the like the name TXR like you know like the on the flyer. But like no no, turn that into Ambient Village because now we got something new. So you why know? Ambient Village by the way? Why why is that your guys' name? So Dustin came up with the name for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> we had to think about many blunts past. Yeah, yeah, it was it? it was interesting. <laughs> like I remember. I was in multiple groups at the time. I think I was 19. I was 19. Yeah, I was 19 and just moved into that house. And I was working with uh, people my age and like 
making like that that type of music and then going back home and making music with us and with both of those groups i was always like i i feel like i'm always thinking about album names that don't exist song names that don't exist and all this stuff and i was trying to come up with a a group name for actually the the people i was working with like the people that were my age but like they like fell off or not fell off but we just the 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 music flow wasn't there for me so i had i remember like it was like i don't know like the this collective or this mob or and i was coming up mm-hmm. with all these names that just did not fit and then it was like okay we're a village like we've always been like when when we first lived together it was me being desperate and being like yo i need somewhere to stay and they I was sharing a room with him because it was like, that's what we had. And that was the resources we had. And that's what made us a village is like giving up the resources that we have to support each other. So it was like, that was a struggle too. Shit. I remember bring like, have a, like have, having a lie about like, I bring like a girl and like, you know, and then, like, she'd be like, oh, why is he in your room? He's like, oh, he's just using it real quick. You know, like, <laughs> I'd be lying. And we had, like, it was hella ghetto. Like, we had, like, uh, it was two mattresses, like, two big-ass queen mattresses fit into, like, the room was, like, I don't know, it was about this size. So <laughs> we had to, like, fold one of the mattresses up against the wall. To, like, it was like a couch slash mattress. Futon, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't supposed to be a futon. It was just a folded mattress on the wall. It was a struggle and, like, bus. Yeah. Uh, like, we made it happen, though. You know, yeah, we yeah. were birthed in that, in that chaoticness and all the stuff we didn't have. We kind of, like, melded together as a tribe. Yeah, that's And I feel like fun. that's where Ambient Village, you know, he created the name, but we really solidified the culture of what it means. Yeah. Like, even in the way that we speak to each other and the way that uh, we are, our chemistry in the studio. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that's another thing that it makes it so easy for us not to venture out mm-hmm. for collaborations or need them because it would be unique to have someone come into our studio. There's been a few people who have, you know, okay. like, you know, Samantha, Laura, Jay's, uh, uh, we have some couple female vocalists that, you know, fit really well there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're definitely the Emmy of Village. It takes a village, and you hear it in all of our all of our music, and you hear you you see it in just the way that we perform and everything like that. Even in the way we're yeah, the, also the, uh, or, or also yeah. in the sound, like you know, our our sound is like we use a lot of ambient sounding chords, and our drums and percussions are very jungly, and like mm-hmm. you know, um, we use a lot of like African like or Brazilian inspired yeah. bossa nova type shit, you know, like, so it's like, it's all like, it has a villagey feeling in the percussions and then the ambience are, is in our chord progressions, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that also, and just, and just our style, I feel yeah. like too, like, I feel like when I think of ambient, I think of just like something almost out of this worldly. And Before. I feel like that, that name captured us perfectly because yeah. we live like a village and we're just like nothing else sonically even in the subject matter where we talk about we're always talking about positive unification Mm -hmm. you know yeah and And, you know and on a macro level too that's kind of the end goal is to turn seattle into a village that's what's Mm -hmm. missing that's why we don't Mm -hmm. got no ownership in the marketplace because it's just there's rappers but we don't got no bring the mic a little closer oh yeah there's like you know we got this there's a culture in hip-hop but there's a culture of hip-hop in in Seattle, but it, it's a culture with no guidance. You know, there's no uh, A to B or A to Z like um, way we can conceptualize our careers in the, in the city. I feel like actually that right now is one of the dopest parts of Seattle because we didn't have since we didn't have that A to B, we didn't sound like you know everybody coming out the conveyor belt. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, we don't have an A to B. How do we do it? So we created something out of yeah. nothing, mm-hmm. and that's what's really dope about Seattle. I feel like. So though, what are you guys doing as a group to stand out compared to a Brockhampton or an AG? Club? Oh, to stand out—that's the funny part. We ain't doing nothing to stand out. We're just being ourselves. <laughs> literally, literally, like we don't. We may have favorite rappers and like and like people that we look up to, but I feel like just because we don't have their producers and all that stuff like it's hard for us to imitate that as mm-hmm. if we could and i also feel like just with um you know I, we're basically just trying to keep it authentic and and just the uh, making sure that we're not we were taking care of our listeners as in they're getting 100 percent who we are and we know we're not no clones our, our struggles coming up are very unique um uh and it's easy to see no matter what color your skin is it's easy to see that when you listen to our music 
And um, I definitely feel like we have like, we're naturally so organically ourselves mm -hmm. that we everyone that hears our music is like, who is this? They never really say, oh, this is like that or it yeah. sounds like this or yeah. is this them? And I feel like you know? those groups, from my knowledge, like they would have to keep up with us mm -hmm. because we've been self-sufficient from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think what's dope about Ambient Village too is we can capitalize, I feel like we can capitalize on every market because we have two different generations in one group. So it's like, we can understand what everybody wants to listen to. And, you yeah. know. And I think that, you know, our, our success is not only, you know, it's basically a big having faith in the fact that we're unique and that we're, you know, humbly, we're unique. Mm -hmm. And you've, all it takes is a listen. Anybody who has a platform to say that, you know, you talked about producing, like if we produce with other people, we on our cost of freedom ep that first song free spirit i mean freedom i mean free 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 uh we with the used, dollar sign right? yeah with the dollar sign we had we reached out to jake one because we had bought some of his oh. beat tapes and we had used some of his beats uh his beat uh what's it called samples in there mm -hmm. and so we just wanted to put him on you know basically be gracious because he is a seattle you know basically yeah, he's, OG. He's another there. inspiration for our production yeah for so sure, you know sure. someone like you know we basically just anybody who's ever heard us and has a platform to you know hear us one time to share that stuff and that, that really should be all it takes yeah in terms of we don't need to keep up with anybody or anything like that we just need to be heard we've mm -hmm. been doing a lot of things behind the scenes to be heard you know so. yeah i feel like that's how yeah we would stand out is just being heard you know because it's already in the it's already it's already in the essence of the music and the next hurdle is just getting it heard you know mm -hmm. yeah, and i feel like i could say confidently that nobody sounds like us and we don't have to worry about anyone sounding like us like you know mm -hmm. and like even if they have a like there's a crew named village ambient like you know it's, <laughs> it won't be the same because you know uh we all have something unique to offer like our individual even if you listen to our individual like songs because we have singles under our own mm -hmm. names if you listen to our own songs you wouldn't even think we were in a crew probably together like you know unless unless it's like yeah. i mean like, I mean, there is like, you know, you have a song with Destin's background vocals and I got mm -hmm. a song with your verse on it. Bitch. Michelangelo, right? Yeah, yeah Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, we all have different energies and, and like, flavors. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's like, it's like, you know, three different seasonings and you mix that seasoning. It tastes like something else. Like if you got mm -hmm. nutmeg, vanilla, cinnamon. <laughs> you can make french toast you know, like, <laughs> you know and um it's like but you can't make french fries you know right. like or i don't know whatever <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean i'm not a chef there we go. <laughs> i just i just know how to make french toast <laughs> but um but yeah you know we just we just trust in ourselves in the process and try not to we are inspired by things but we don't imitate anything there you know go. like every once in a while like i might i come from a sampling background as far as production so i you know I might be like, oh man, I like how those drums sound, but what if we did it with these chords? But like, and like, you know, it, even with sampling, I don't even chop up samples anymore now. I just like to learn the chords, but then chop up the chords, mm. like as I'm playing them, you know? Yeah. And so it's like still sampling, but like actually playing them now, you know? And um, yeah, you know, it's just like, as our music, like, I feel like once we solidify ourselves, like, you know, give it like six months, you know? Well, the songs that, we have planned out will really throw our identity of who we yeah. are uh, out in the, out in the world. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we're confident in ourselves and it's like, we can't wait for you guys to hear the music we have out because that's why we are, that's why we are smiling the way we're smiling. We can't get it out fast we, enough. We can't, you know, if you liked what we were already here and you heard about us, you know, there would be more for you. you mm -hmm. know? There so. we go. So Destiny, it's Destiny, right? Yeah. I yeah. keep wanting to say Destiny, but that's a girl's name, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel that the Cost of Freedom, your project, your guys' project was received in the music scene? Because right now, like the Marshall Law Band album, it was released back... Yeah. I don't even know. That was in October, but mm -hmm. now... That's 12th and Pine one? Yes. Mm -hmm. So especially right now with all the like the gay pride parade and everything like now a lot of artists are finally visiting it and now it's kind of becoming more political in the scene mm -hmm. your guys's project was somewhat political mm -hmm. so how has it been or how was it received um how has it been received i think it's been received well i think the only thing is like how do we reach more people yeah mm -hmm. like 
and I think it's still like I feel like it hasn't even like we're we're about to have our first show at the end of this month, and like I feel like for so us, so you won't be there, will you? Right. I I will not. I, uh, I, I'll be there. That, maybe. It's not that he won't be there. He might be there because that's all this is a plane ticket up here. Which if that's the case, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if it's uh, he's gonna be there a week moving in there and so it depends on if he can get the day off or something mm-hmm. like that but otherwise we got so much music me and tony or a zoom performance that'd be kind yeah of yeah that'd be dope <laughs> that's that's on a big screen. <laughs> yeah um yeah but i think it's been received I, th- I think it's been received dope but we have like a bunch of things up our sleeves that we haven't activated yet like as far as promotion and mm-hmm. like i feel like we We've only ran like a Facebook ad, and it was it was doing pretty good on Facebook ad. We got to see out of the three songs which ones performed the best, mm-hmm. and then um when we start performing though, that's where shit starts catching on, right. and like you know I feel like, you know that's where we can get the crowd like because our whole I feel like at least for me I feel like our magnet of attraction is the stage you know that's where we people who know about us know us because we pre- perform you know because well. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like it's because you know it started from the stage. We were performing before we even had music out. So as soon as we hit the stage again, like this is gonna be our first show with the EP out, and like we're gonna have like um, like QR codes and everything for people to scan with the Facebook pixel in it and everything. So you know we'll be able to re um, like uh, you know re reach them again with the next thing coming through, and. Um, uh, I feel like that's where we'll really start. Like I feel like it's a long run type thing. I feel like by the winter time, it'll it'll really start like catching on, you know. And um, you know, um, we've got to set it on fire first. Yeah, you know, you know it's like it's the fire's there. We just got to put the gasoline on it, and these shows is a gasoline. You know, that's yeah. what we that's what we'll bring a big bulk of the attention to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially too, even with like us dropping the tape and all of our friends in the know about us dropping the Cost of Freedom EP, I feel like, um, I mean, me personally, and I know we've all had stories of people coming out the woodworks to thank us of that, you know, to pay, they go to our band camp to buy it, you mm-hmm. know? We've also had it listened to by people that are, you know, behind the scenes somewhere, you know, like close, like when we had, I don't even know, who the DJ was? Oh yeah, we were on KXP with yeah the... KXP. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. also had yeah, the KXP. Wow. TDE DJ listening to it on his little oh, live yeah, stream Mac show. Oh, yeah, he shit. was bumping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, literally he was bumping it, listening, it, playing it for the live, and people were commenting on it, and it was all love, literally. Yeah. So, Every, everyone who hears it, they love it. So yeah. that so that that just signifies that we just got to give it to more people so they can love it as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So so I'm gonna ask you guys each some advice for up-and-coming artists, creators, and influencers. Mm-hmm. Start with Othell, and then after you're done with your advice, tell people where they can find your music, All right. social media handles. Okay, so my advice for the artists, I've had a lot to think about regarding this, but basically is that try to find out who you are as an artist. Take your ego away from it. See what strengths you do have and you don't have, and if you don't have the, um, the, the weaknesses that you have, Try to um, add people to your circle that can complement those in the most positive, non-toxic way, the most frictionless way. Um, and because I feel like if you let your ego run you, you'll be out there thinking you have everything you need when you don't. And you'll be hitting bumps that you don't even know are there. You, mm-hmm. And it just, that's just the potential for you to turn and blame something that's not that's not to be to blame for mm-hmm. and then you just can't you can't grow from there so i would just think you know look at yourself in the mirror as an artist find out what it really means to be the artist behind the scenes on the stage in the notebook all that stuff and you know make a checklist for yourself and then you know fill start marking that checklist off and mm-hmm. growing yourself as an artist because really that artist identity will have to grow or you'll just be a clone just be a shell mm-hmm. you know so that's my advice. Uh, Othel Omega the Oracle. Othel Omega the Oracle. If you search that on the web, I will pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got music on iTunes, Tidal, Spotify. Got like three songs on there. I got uh, The Cost of Freedom is on there too as well. And I feel like, yeah, Othel Omega the Oracle on anything. TikTok, Instagram, <laughs> follow me, bro. I need more followers, man. Uh, all that stuff. That's where you find. Our, that's where you find my music. You can also go to www.ambientvillage.com. I know my brothers will say that again, but go there. You can find all of us on there. So mm-hmm. hell yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what is some advice for up and coming artists, creators, and influencers? Okay, uh, I would say. 
I feel like for me, one of my biggest struggles coming up was like thinking like I'm gonna do this shit by myself, like, and that that is just unrealistic. Like, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest advantages is to build a team, like a solid team that you can rely on, mm-hmm. um, and don't be afraid to ask advice. Don't be afraid to be inspired, and um, yeah, it's. I feel like also uh, plan for longevity, not not trying to blow up one thing. Like ride the long road for sure. Mm-hmm. That'd be go. my advice. And what is the easiest way to reach you? Um, definitely Instagram, Destiny, Twitter, Destiny. And how do you uh, spell that? Because it's not just M Y. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, that is M A I. Uh, and then Destin is like destiny without the Y. There yes. And um, uh, uh, my advice would be like, you know, it's more so like for like anybody, you know, even outside of music, anybody with like a dream, you know, like mm-hmm. I say like if you got dreams, like because, you know, it resonates with how I came up and I feel like if you got a dream that's like kind of unconventional and it's like everyone's telling you to go right, but your dreams are pulling you left, but like you have like a little voice saying like don't like don't do it like i feel like you should just do it because like you know it's you know you only live one life and like you know you don't want to live a whole life of doing some shit that you think works instead of what you want to do you know like mm-hmm. make sure you do what you love and don't ever get comfortable make sure you always sharpen that blade whether it's like music or like you know painting painting yeah. you know <laughs> yeah you know don't ever get comfortable with it especially if it's an unconventional path that you know no one's going to support you until you get successful with it you know Mm -hmm. it's like you got to be able to depend on yourself and fall back on your own like um you know uh self-affirmation i guess you can Mm -hmm. uh, if that's a word but um like you know uh but yeah just follow your dreams you know don't let nobody tell you anything different man like like if you're onto something that they don't understand that's always sometimes it's a good it's a good sign that you're onto something new and Mm -hmm. if you if you nurture it it'll blossom into something that's going to inspire others to do the same, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that would be my advice to any up and coming dreamers who are second guessing themselves, you know, Uh, you know, those are usually people who change the world, people who think outside the box. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we live in a world of just, you know, everyone's trying to sculpt how you think and what you say. And like, you know, it's, it's not a lot of room for imagination. And so we need more, you know, innovation in the world mm-hmm. so i would say go for that <laughs> go for dreams yes. you know dreams <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and um you can find me at um you should check out my music just go to txr on spotify apple music um if you go to the ambient village like instagram I'm, my name's in the bio if you want to follow me on instagram i i you know truthfully i don't really i i I need to be more on Instagram, but like, you know, it's it's all music for me. So it's like, you know, um, but you can follow me on there and I will like your pictures and you can like mine. And um, but you should definitely check if you're going to follow me, check out my music, because that's what it, that's the whole reason for anything. They they can talk to you at the show. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Or the show. Have a drink with me. You know, we yeah. got a show. Um, we're performing at Fremont Fridays, um, Ooh. the 30th of this month, which is July. I don't know when this is coming this out will come out next week so. okay oh so perfect so that's like we a next week thing then if it's like <laughs> just july 30th come through man we got like so much built up energy like yeah, uh so for the stage like we haven't performed in like a year and a half it's our first time on stage and so it's like we're like a motherfucker coming out of jail about to get some pussy for the first time man. <laughs> hey, you gotta edit that out psych <laughs> there we but, go yeah but um yeah come to the show uh ambient village we got a new thing a uh, new ep out cost of freedom you should bump that because all the streaming revenue is going to go to george floyd's uh family uh so you know if you're down with that bump it is some good music and it's a good cause and uh yeah man that's my whole spiel there we go this is the nas podcast with othello mega the oracle and destin my and TXR. And you guys are Ambient, Ambient Village. Village. Hey, we got it that we time. Did. Yeah. <laughs>